0: Today's episode is brought to you by Positively Productive Systems, whose mission is to be the antidote to your stress, and to provide compassionate productivity resources and coaching that help you heal and achieve. Be sure to check out both free and paid resources at positivelyproductive.com resources. With task switching, your brain shifts from one kind of focus to another and if you have a strong executive function of the brain, you can do it in such a way that it seems simultaneous. However, even if you are amazing at it, frequent task switching is inherently problematic. The transition from one task to another involves significant cognitive effort, causing mental and physical fatigue, reduced task performance, and a loss of concentration, a phenomenon known as the switch cost effect. In other words, no matter how good you might be at it, and no matter what you get done, there is still technically a loss involved. And I want you to consider what that is. And as always, if it's worth it. You're listening to the Positively Living Podcast. I'm your host, Lisa Zarotny, founder of Positively Productive Systems, and a productivity coach certified in positive psychology and stress management. Join me as we explore ways to live a more proactive, positive life with episodes on productivity, self-awareness, mindset, entrepreneur life, habits and systems, simplicity, fun, and more. I understand overwhelm personally as a multi-passionate entrepreneur, wife and mom to kids and cats, and as a caregiver. I'm here to help you choose what's right for you so you can do less, live more, and breathe easier. Sound good? Let's get to it. Welcome to the Positively Living Podcast. I'm your host, Lisa, and I'm excited you've joined me. But I'm curious, are you doing something else while listening to this podcast right now? My guess is you might be walking or driving or perhaps doing the laundry or the dishes, or maybe making a cup of coffee. I'd love that for you. Well, the coffee part, I don't love that you have to do dishes or laundry, but I definitely love that I can keep you company and sometimes entertained while you're taking care of certain tasks. I believe that's one of the biggest benefits of a podcast. You're able to chip away at your to-dos while still staying connected. I can join you on your errands and offer support while you're getting things done. And while I can't fold the laundry or pick up groceries for you, I can keep you company and hopefully inspire you. But Why is it those kinds of tasks and not writing a blog or report or an important email are the ones that we combine? That's what we're going to talk about today. I think the tendency would be to call all of this multitasking, and I'm going to counter it's something different. Certain task combining can be effective, and multitasking is another thing entirely. So let's start with defining and technically debunking multitasking. It's the idea of doing two things at once. And it's a myth because you can't actually focus on two things at once. Now, before you tell me all the things you've done at the same time and how it's on your resume because your boss required it, so it must be true, hear me out. What we consider to be multitasking is really task switching. And you might be brilliant at it. And many employers expect it regularly, which irks me, but it's not a battle I can fight right now. So, with task switching, your brain shifts from one kind of focus to another. And if you have strong executive function of the brain, you can do it in such a way that it seems simultaneous. However, even if you are amazing at it, frequent task switching is inherently problematic. The transition from one task to another involves significant cognitive effort, causing mental and physical fatigue, reduced task performance, and a loss of concentration, a phenomenon known as the switch cost effect. In other words, no matter how good you might be at it, and no matter what you get done, there is still technically a loss involved. And I want you to consider what that is, and as always, if it's worth it even when we complete our tasks, switching means losing time and energy. I referenced this in episode 174 on why multi-passionates need a unique productivity strategy. That's because multi-passionates have even more tasks to do and more things they're involved in. So the tendency to try to multitask and to have that loss from task switching can be even greater. I mentioned psychologist David Meyer and his claim that you can lose 40% of your productivity by switching a task just once. That's a big number, and there are many theories at play. But the key here is to think about why you have this drop, regardless of the amount of the drop. Think about what's involved. There's preparation delay, what you have to prepare for the next task. And the fact that we can sometimes still be stuck in the prior task, so there's a delay in the shift itself. Here's the major concern, though. It's not just loss of time that's involved, which actually has been averaged to about 20 minutes each time you switch a task. So for those doing the math at home, that's about an hour loss for three shifts. But you pay in other ways with the switch cost effect it's a reduction in work quality more switches can potentially mean more mistakes that's because there's fatigue involved you know you get tired you forget which tasks you're on and you just have many delays and sometimes the potential for repeating the task which again right off the bat not productive it can impact memory and retention When our attention is disrupted, it can impair our brain's ability to encode, meaning we can struggle with memory. It stops the flow state. The flow state, ah, this is where Godlight has shown down, right? And you're hearing this beautiful music. The flow state is the most productive state we can be in. So basically, anything that stops that state stops productivity. It can also elicit decision fatigue. This is where the cognitive drain comes in, right? The energy for doing the work, the brain work that you've bumped up because of switching tasks. Well, that switching can make it harder to make decisions. And we already have so many decisions that we have to make in our lives. Basically, it's like, why make it harder on ourselves? Even if all of these things I mentioned are minimal, they're still a loss and they add up over time. And again, I want you to reconsider today how that's affecting you and your energy overall, especially if you feel drained in life. It's a classic case of just because you can doesn't mean you should. What alternative do you have? I'm so glad you asked. Here's my suggestion. And you're likely already doing it as we speak. So I want you to lean into it. I call it strategic task combining. Is this multitasking? I say, not really. Is it doing two things simultaneously? Yes, yes, that's a great point. But the focus part is the key here. We're using low focus combinations in the same time block. If multitasking is something you want to claim, then I would say this is probably as close as you're going to get to it without actually being it. And it's going to keep you the most focused and accurate you can be that's where we want to be. And that is a win-win. In many cases, those who would recommend multitasking would suggest that you group similar tasks together. That's actually called batch tasking or processing. And while it's a recommended productivity technique, I would not suggest it for task combining. For example, If you had to write blog posts, you would want to batch that around the same time. This would allow you to have the same tools needed and to have your brain focused on writing for a specific platform. But writing two blog posts at the same time is not necessarily efficient. If they have similar topics, you could possibly combine researching for them and separating out notes, but splitting your time between articles is not as efficient as completing one and moving on to the next. So you can see where task switching would not work. What we're talking about is combining tasks at the same time. So that difference means that the tasks themselves must be different as well. So this is where you take low focus tasks that either don't need focus due to their nature, or because you've habituated them, so your brain considers them automatic. Low-focus tasks of this kind could include showering, laundry, washing dishes, cooking your favorite foods, all manner of cleaning, different workouts, stretches, walking, gardening, like weeding or mowing the lawn. Low-focus tasks could also include things like updating a command center or a whiteboard with information to be displayed, or reviewing and labeling information in email or task management, something that's simple enough where there's really not much thought involved. You know, it's sort of a, I wouldn't say data entry because you want to be careful. You want to make sure quality control is there, but something that's very simple. I'm sure you can think of your own examples. These are the tasks you've repeated so many times you hardly have to think about them. To be clear, these are also the ones you can do successfully and without mistakes. Again, you want to be careful with the ones that need quality control. Mindless type tasks are a wonderful thing as long as the outcome is successful. In some cases, the outcome isn't as important. For example, how my laundry is folded is really not of concern to me, except for my husband's t-shirts that I do in that like file folder style that Marie Kondo taught us. That's important. But again, really how important, right? (laughs) So now that you've identified the low focus tasks, consider tasks that can combine with them, such as listening to an audiobook, to a podcast. I have a recommendation. Actually, I do have many recommendations. So feel free to message me anytime if you are looking for a particular podcast, because I'm not only a host and a guest, I am a big fan and a frequent listener. Now, you could listen to voicemail, catch up with messages, phone a friend if that's your thing. Or perhaps you could be taking notes and working through some kind of ideation. This is where tech really comes in handy, since most of these situations require hands-off tasks like listening and speaking. You can leverage technology further by using apps that read text for you, or even using AI to summarize tasks or articles or meetings. Of course, you want to be cautious of accuracy, especially when it comes to AI. But most of the time, you can get what needs doing done. It can be good enough, and that is great. Another example of strategic task combining you may have seen is the walk pad under the desk. First, offices were trying to be more ergonomic with their seating, with better chairs and bouncy balls, and then came the standing desks. Now, you could work while walking. I think this is absolutely incredible. Another bit of tech that helps us with strategic task combining is the AI we have in many rooms of our house already. Now, in order not to accidentally wake yours or mine, because I've done that way too many times, I have a nickname for mine. I call her Alejandra. So you can use Alejandra or Google or whoever you have on hand as an assistant to create lists or to hear the weather or check on a status all while packing or showering or baking cookies. Because we have technology that travels with us, we can do many of these things, not the cookie baking part, but like making lists, checking on things in the car as well. Now, again, I want to caution you to be safe while you're doing this, but there are so many options that we have when time is tight. There are many ways to maximize the precious time you have, and I encourage you to mix and match activities that fit well for you. Try tasks you could quote, do in your sleep as ones that you could combine with others. Start with those and keep it simple. Keep in mind, even during the best combination like driving and listening to a podcast, you're going to find yourself shifting out of focus at times. This is why you shut off the radio when there's traffic. Or sometimes you're listening and you're inspired and you want to write it down. So please be mindful and be safe. Also, pay attention to the quality. If you find it dipping, you might want to change things up and do different combinations. Strategic task combining is not a foolproof technique, but it is still far superior to task switching. Try it out and let me know what you think. I'd love to hear from you. You can reach me on my Connect page of the website at positivelyproductive.com slash connect. Thank you for joining me today. Your time is precious and limited, and I'm honored you chose to spend it with me. If you have feedback, questions, or want to schedule a chat, head to positivelyproductive.com slash connect. And if you are looking for any of the resources referenced on the podcast, from books to products to training and more, go to positivelyproductive.com slash resources.